So I wanted to start with scriptures that I think will hold us in good stead for 2023. And and again, because I I watch things, I see people making promises about 2023 and all that kind of stuff. And in a way, I struggle with that a little bit, I, I, you know, may, maybe there's a part that wrestles with me from a Pentecostal kind of perspective. But see, I think it's better to hear God's promises rather than us give our predictions, to be honest. Um, and with what we've had to face in the 45 minutes after that, when I preached it last week, when I preached the message in the 8 a.m. service, only 45 minutes later, what I shared on that on that service became a actual reality in, the, in our lives just 45 minutes later. See, with what we had to face, we needed his sufficiency. We needed God's grace in that moment. So I, I had called my message 10 things to remember, and, I, and I'll probably only get through five today, but here, here is what it is, because we, we needed... His grace, and I said that last week, but my first point was his grace is, is sufficient. And like I said, only 45 minutes later, I realized I needed his grace. There's a saying that people say, you might have heard it, people have said it to you. Uh, to you. In fact, somebody said it to, to me, they texted it to me, this week and with all that was going on, they said, Pastor Adam, doesn't, the, doesn't God's word say God will not give us more than we can handle? And I said, actually, I, I texted that person back and said, well, actually, God's word doesn't say that. I, I, I just had said that very same thing in the 8 a.m. service, just, just because people talk like that, God will not give us more than we can handle. And it's really a, a misquote of Scripture. And it's like, sometimes we do that, like, people say, well, you know, Bible says God helps those who help themselves. No, it doesn't. You know, or or money is the root of all evil. No, it isn't. The love of money is the root of all. It's one of those things that that people, it's it's just a mis, well-intentioned, but it's a misquote of Scripture. That's a misquote of 1 Corinthians 10, verse 13, which says God is faithful and he will not allow you to be tempted beyond you what you are able But the Bible does not say that he will not give you more than you can handle. And I found that out 45 minutes after preaching. That sometimes life gives us way more than we can handle. This is how it is. And you will know that, some of you will know know that in your journey, that life can give us way more than we can handle. That's why we need God. That's why if, if, if we could handle everything, if we could, if we could just manage everything, why would we need God? We need him because life gives us far more than what we can handle. That's why we need God. And so my first point for, for this year is God's grace. Whatever you're Whatever you face or whatever you're facing in 2023, whatever challenges come your way, no matter what life throws at you, you've got to know that God's grace, number one, is sufficient. His grace is sufficient. You need to know it today. 2 Corinthians 12 verse 9 says, But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you. 
For my power is made perfect in weakness, in our weakness, in your weakness. You know, in this passage in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, the Apostle Paul was talking about his personal challenges. Like, like us all, he had stuff that was going on in his life. Anybody got stuff going on in their life and they want to admit it today? Thank you, Spencer. That's the only hand God. Lying is a problem too. Come on, somebody. I mean, it's just, we've all got stuff going on in life. Tasha wanted to go to Elton John yesterday and you couldn't go because that's, that was just stuff. She said, I, got, I, I was feeling I wasn't going to enter. I said, yeah, it's a little bit funny, this feeling <laughs> inside. <laughs> that was pretty good. <laughs> but in this passage in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, Paul, the Apostle Paul was talking about his personal challenges. Like, like us, he had stuff going on in his life, a thorn in his flesh, it is called. And in verse 8, Paul says three times, Three, I don't know how many times you've prayed for that situation to move or shift, but he says three times, I pleaded with the Lord about this thorn that it should leave me. But then Paul says, but he said to me, but he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. The question is, who is he? Who is he? Well, if you have one of those Bibles where the words of Jesus are written in red, you will find these words in 1 Corinthians or 2 Corinthians are written in red. It's Jesus speaking. Jesus is saying, my grace is sufficient for you. For my power is made perfect in your weakness. You know, an author did a study on the thorn of Paul and from a study found that theologians over the years had, had presented some 36 ideas about what the thorn in Paul's flesh might possibly be. But the truth is nobody actually knows. Nobody actually knows for sure. And I think that is helpful for us today. That is helpful in that it could be anything. It could be that thing that you're facing today. It could be that thing that you're struggling with that no one else knows about. It could be that thing that you're battling with today. So you and me, like Paul, can also hear the words of Jesus in the situation that we face. And through the year, the situations that we do face, what Jesus said to him, he also says to us, to you, that his grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. 14th century priest and author Thomas Akempis, whose book, The Imitation of Christ, is, is still a bestseller even today. He said, they travel lightly whom God's grace carries. They travel lightly who God's grace carries. And I want to say to you today, Connect Church, whatever you face, whatever you're going through, let God's grace carry you. Let God's grace carry you through 2023. His grace is sufficient for you. That brings me to number two. Number two, do not worry. Do not worry. 
These are five things. I'm just telling you today, five things that will help carry you through 2023. Number two, do not worry. The dictionary defines worry as what? To feel or cause, to feel anxious or troubled about actual or potential problems, whether real or imaginary. <laughs> it's true. I love what the Bible teacher David Martin Lloyd-Jones said. He said, worry has an active imagination. Isn't that true? Can anybody say amen to that? Worry has an active imagination. I mean, there are so many things. I mean, you just watch the news. There's enough to make you worry. Today is the tomorrow that you worried about yesterday. Isn't that true? Remember, I'm not giving you a word. I'm giving you the word. Jesus said this. Whatever you're going through in life, I'm trying to help you for 2023 here. No matter what you face, Jesus said this. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life. Turn to your neighbor and say, stop it. Do not worry about your life. The ESV says, do not be anxious about your life. Do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, about what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap. I'm reading a bit of, bit of the Bible today. How many know that's important in church? Come on. <laughs> Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Listen, and he, it's a, these are questions. He's, he's asking, Jesus is asking questions, but here's probably one of the most important lines. Can any of you, can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? No. Why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow. They didn't labor or spin yet. Not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and gone tomorrow, it's thrown in the fire, will he not much more clothe you? You of little faith, so do not worry. Saying, what shall we eat? What shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? For the pagans, for the world, runs after these things. And your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But here, here, here's the key. Seek first. I don't know what you're seeking. I don't know what you're chasing after, but seek, seek first his kingdom. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things, all, these, all this stuff will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow because how many know tomorrow will worry about itself? Friend, do not worry. People are so worried these days. People are so anxious these days. People are so freaked out these days. And the parable, a parable just means they, a story, really. It's a story that Jesus would tell, and it illustrates principles. But in the parable of the seeds and the sower, Jesus tells us the worries of this life can choke the word. When you, if you're constantly worried, if you're constantly anxious, if you're constantly, it will choke the word in your life. That's, that's how he puts it in this explanation of the seed that fell among the, the thorns. He, he said the seed falling among the thorns refers to someone who hears the word, but the worries of this life and the deceitfulness of wealth choke the word, making it unfruitful. I want to say don't allow 
the worry. Don't allow worry to choke the word in you. Philippians 4 verse 6 and 7 says, Be anxious for nothing. And of course, people, <laughs> I've said this before, you know, Pastor, I'm never anxious for nothing. I'm always anxious for something, right? I'm always just like, something's not going to work. Something's going to go wrong. Something's going to, I'm never anxious for nothing. I'm always anxious for something. But, but his word says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything. Now, everything in the Greek means everything. Just everything. And everything that you, what's going on? Everything. And everything by what? It's not a trick question. Yeah, yeah, by, by prayer. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, that's pleading to God, with thanksgiving, let your requests, let your worries, let your cares, whatever's burdening you, let them be made known to God. And here's what will happen as we, as we do that, as we rely on him, the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, which means whatever you're going through, I don't understand, I don't know why this has happened to me, I don't know why, what's going on, I don't know why, why God, what, 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 what's happening, I, I don't know, but, but when there's a place of we, we, we present our request to God, somehow the peace of God that surpasses the understanding of that which is happening will guard what? It will guard your heart and your minds. That's where the trouble is. It will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Jesus said in John chapter 14, verse 27, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Listen, let me tell you something about anxiety. Anxiety never strengthens you for tomorrow. It only weakens you for today. So number one is grace is sufficient. Number two, do not worry. That leads me to number three. Fear not. Fear not. As you move into this year, do not do so with fear. That rhymes? That's pretty good. As you move into fear, and I won't wrap it because my daughters tell me, Dad, can you not wrap it? It's so embarrassing. <laughs> but as you move into this year, do not do so with fear. 2 Timothy 1 verse 7, For God gave us a spirit, not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. In another version it says, a, in a, a, a sound mind. We've walked through a crazy few years. And can I just tell you, it, it can be tempting sometimes to live our life looking in the rear view mirror and, and doing so causes crashes. We need to keep our eyes fixed forward. He has not given us a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. The Amplified Bible puts it like this. For God did not give us a spirit of timidity or cowardice or fear. But he has given us a spirit of power and of love and of sound judgment and personal discipline. Abilities that result in a calm, well-balanced mind and self-control. Listen, if you're going to fear anything, fear God. If you're going to fear anything, fear God. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Proverbs 9 verse 10, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. The great Charles H. Spurgeon, known as the Prince of Preachers, 
because I said peaches last week in uh, 8 a.m. That was going, I was preachers, <laughs> known as the, <laughs> the prince of preachers. He said this, he who fears God has nothing else to fear. Oh, that's, that's something to write down. He who fears God has nothing else to fear. Fear him. The psalmist wrote, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom or what should I be afraid? So do not fear. Well, what if this happens? What if that happens? And, you know, global catastrophes and this and all this kind of, I mean, you just watch the news this day. It's like designed to scare the hell out of you. Or maybe some people need the hell scared out of them. Come on, somebody. We need to seek Jesus. But as believers, we do not need to fear. The Lord says through the prophet Isaiah, so do not fear for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. He goes on to say in verse 10, For I am the Lord your God who takes hold of your right hand and says to you, Do not fear, I will help you. We have a God who will help us. Psalm 34 verse 4 says, I sought the Lord and he answered me. He delivered me from all my fears. It doesn't mean we don't have fears. It doesn't, oh, you'll never have, no, you will have it, but he will deliver you. Come on, as you trust in him, as you, I think Peter Riggle in the previous service just talked about it, and I did a message on it, think he's got you in his grip. You might feel like I'm just holding on, but friends, it's not about you holding on. He's got hold of you. Come on, somebody, you are in his grip. When you can't hold on any longer, he's got you. He holds us in the palm of his hands. I saw the Lord and he answered me and he delivered me from all my fears. Listen, there is something about seeking God that in and of itself brings freedom from fear. I love what Romans 8 says. Romans 8 verse 15 says, For you did not receive, this is the same thing repeated again, For you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear. Same thing again. You know, you did not, I did not give you. That's not the spirit I gave you. If you're, if you're feeling that, if you, that's not from God. For you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption as sons by whom we cry, Abba, Father. Friends, we need to remember not just who we are in Christ, but whose we are. You're his sons. You're his daughters. You're his children. Your sons and daughters of the Most High, let the righteous right hand of God guide you. So this year, His grace is sufficient. Do not worry. Fear not, which leads me to number four. Be strong and courageous. Yes, that's what I thought. Be strong and courageous. You know, in Scripture, whenever that term was used to be strong and courageous, to be strong and, and of good courage, it's usually at the beginning of something, the beginning of something new God wants his people to do and move into, an opportunity to grow and build. And in the case of Joshua, God was calling him to stand up and step out to take new territory. It was about possessing a promise. Here we are at the beginning of a new year. 
to Joshua, God spoke. Spoke as he called him to enter the promised land, saying every place, every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I, I have given you. I have given you. Now, I don't always understand all the declaration stuff and all that kind of thing, but I do know if we speak rubbish over our lives, the tongue has the power of death and life. But again, I think there's a place to be able to step out and to move into that which God is calling. And he's saying to Joshua, every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given you. But here's the thing Joshua needed to do. He still needed to step up and move into what was God, God was calling him to. He still needed to hold and take possession of that which was promised. And I just want to say, so do we. Well, I'm just waiting for God. You might be waiting for a really long time. Like Joshua, God seeks to move us from where we're comfortably camped into the new and unknown place of his promise. And, and, and that could be hard because, number one, it's uncomfortable. I mean, I, I've said this before. None of us want to do uncomfortable, right? We, none of us wake up in the morning and go, how can I make my life more uncomfortable? No one does that. We're creatures of comfort. But, but it, can make us hard, it can make things hard to move because it's uncomfortable. No one likes to discomfort. We need to learn to be comfortable with the uncomfortable. The second reason we find it hard to move is there's risk involved in stepping out. And it's because there's risk involved simply that strength and courage is required. What is courage? Courage, someone said, is just fear that said its prayers. And I encourage you this year, don't stay comfortably camped. Look for new territory to take and promises to possess. Step into and claim unknown territory and see God move. And here's the thing. Yes, there will be Jericho walls. Absolutely, 100%. Yes, there will be giants to fight. It's just how it is. There will be Jericho walls to face and giants to fight, and that can be scary. And, of course, we've said before the dictionary definition of courage is the ability to do something that frightens one. Courage is not the absence of fear. It's feeling the fear and just doing it anyway. It's fear that said its prayers. And we all know, listen, an old Pentecostal saying, where there's, you want to go to new levels, there's going to be new devils. Remember, no matter how big the giants are, well, here's what you've got to remember. God's bigger. As big as they are, God is bigger. Whatever you're facing, whatever big, whatever that thing is, whatever that Jericho wall, whatever it is, no matter how big it is, you've just got to remember God is bigger. Somebody say amen. amen. So be strong and very courageous. Very courageous. And then number five, last one. We sung about this today. So powerful, those songs. I didn't know they were singing those, but... Number five, build on the rock. This is possibly the most important for today. Build on the rock. Jesus said this, everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them, not just hear them, and does them, will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. Jesus was just saying here that those who desire to build a strong and resilient life I pray you do. They hear his words and they do them. When God spoke to Joshua and said, 
be strong and very courageous, he then said this. He said, be careful. And I, I think we can understand how this works here. He said, be careful, obey all the law. My servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the left or the right. Or from the right and to the left. Dyslexia. That you may be successful wherever you go. Friend, you want to be successful this year? You want to, I think we should, should be. I think we, who, who wants to, desire? no, I just want to, no. You desire to be successful? Well, then, then we've got to follow his word. We've got to be careful not to, not, not to leave it to, to the left or to the right. We need to be ones who would follow his word that you may be successful. I want you to be successful. I want this to be a great year for you. So you may be successful in whatever, or wherever you go. And he goes on to say, keep the book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night. It means memorize it so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. You want to be prosperous and successful? Then keep his word. Live according to his word. And really what I'm saying today is whatever your plans are for the year ahead, whatever you've mapped out, whatever you are believing for or want to prosper in or be successful in, can I suggest to you that we begin our 2023 journey not so much with our head in the clouds, but rather with our feet on the rock. Because Jesus said that's what those that wish to live as wise do everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock and when we do that jesus said no matter what comes your way even when the rain falls and the floods come and the winds blow and they beat on your house it won't fall because it had been founded on the rock how many have noticed it rains in summer your summer can turn to winter overnight. It rains in summer. All you have to do now is look in Auckland. What's going on? Houses are moving off their foundations, are shifting. Why? Because rain has come. Floods have come. And friend, I want to tell you in your life, I wish I could tell you and blow and sprinkle fairy dust and you'd all never have any problems. I'm sorry. Can't do it even if you paid me. Can't do it. In this life, we will have trouble. In this life, we will have pain. I'm just, I'm, just, I'm just telling you how, I, I mean, you just have to read the Bible, right? If, if you go, well, we shouldn't know. We're just, no, we're never going to have, no, you know. You must be reading a different Bible. The reality is, is making sure that you're building your, that your foundation is on the rock. That when those storms come, that when those floods come, because they can even come in summer. Mess up your concert. Stuff up your plans. But when your feet is on the rock, on Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. No matter what life brings, my, my, my feet are on the rock. I haven't just got my head in the clouds. It's important. Vision's important. But my feet, are on the rock. At the start of 2023, stop, assess, what are you building your life on? What are you building your relationship on, your marriage on, 
your family on? So many business people here today. What are you building your business on? Your career decisions, your, your plans, your pathway ahead. What are you, what are you building on? What, 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 what are your choices based on? The choices that you're making, the decisions you're making, are they based on His Word? I want to encourage you today to make sure you build your life on the rock. And what does that look like? Simply this, we hear and obey the good book, His Word. We say, as for me and my house, as for me and my house, I don't know what the other house, I don't know what the next door neighbor's doing, but as for me and my house, come on somebody, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Would you stand for a moment? If you're new to church today, this might be awkward for you, but if you've been around for a while, it still might be awkward for you. I don't, I don't know. But I think it's so important we take a moment and just pray for one another. I want us to turn around, get in groups of three or four or whatever, and if you're at home, get with your family or whatever, just get in a holy huddle. And let us pray for one another. Let's pray for one another. If you go, no, I don't know what to pray. We're just praying right now that His grace would be sufficient for your family. We pray that any worry, worry would be gone. We pray in Jesus' name that we would fear not, that we'd be, have no anxiousness and all that's broken off our lives. And we pray for this year, for the decisions and choices and things that we've got to make, that we will build a house on the rock. Would you turn to someone now, just for a few moments right now, and just pray for them. Just put your hand on someone's shoulder. If that's awkward for you, just, just pretend you're loving it. And, and we'll just, we, we want to pray for one another right now. If you're at home, just gather, pray. Don't be afraid to put a hand on a shoulder. Don't be, we, we need that. God, we pray for every family in this church today, every family, every single parent family, every husband, wife, and Father God, every couple. But Lord God, we pray in Jesus' mighty name that your grace would be sufficient for every teenager here today. We pray and break off worry. We pray, we pray and break off anxiety that fills their lives for big emotions that are not fixed on reality. Lord God, we break the power of that right now. We, 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 speak, we speak and declare over people's lives right now that you have not given us a spirit of fear. We break off fear in the name of Jesus. We break off fear in the name of Jesus. We pray and still courage in us. Help us with the Jericho walls and the giants we face. Give us strength and give us courage. Help us to be strong and very courageous. And God, today, help us to build our lives, even this year, on the solid rock, which is Christ. Help us to build our lives on you. Build our lives according to your word that we can avoid destruction that we can we can hold up under it father i pray this in the mighty name of jesus over every single person under the sound of my voice here today
in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Face back this way. Be blessed. As we close the service today, I just want to remind you again, if you want to help out with the Wicks um, costs towards, if we can wipe out those funeral costs, that would be excellent. But as we end today, if you're here today and you don't know Christ, can I just uh, tell you today, you go, I don't know if God would accept a person like me. Pastor, you don't know my life. Hey, I've, I've just turned up here. Someone invited me. Can, can I just say this? This is the beauty of the gospel. The gospel is not about how bad you are. It's about how good God is. See, the Bible says, for all of sin and fall short of the glory of God, but the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus. If you would give your life to him, he will turn your life around. Stop trying to do it your own way. Give your life to Christ. Turn from your sin. Life has many choices. Eternity only has two. Give your life to Christ and allow him to change you from the inside out. Just say, God, I wanna follow you. If that's you today, I'm gonna pray this prayer. Join with me. We're all gonna pray it together. And I'm praying for those people who are saying, just say, man, I need to shift my life around. So would you say after me, Lord Jesus, I come to you today a sinner in need of a savior. Today, I submit my life to you. Be my Lord and my King. Help me to obey you and follow you all the days of my life. May my life change today. I give it to you for your glory. Amen. Hallelujah. Keep coming. Allow God to do a deep work in you. Would you put your hands out like this? The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. And everybody said, amen. amen. If you need prayer for anything, there's a prayer station across to the side and someone will be there to pray for any need. But apart from that, the service is over. Be blessed. Tell someone about Jesus this week.